Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. about nothing but net that I enjoy the most is not just talking to coaches and players, but talking to people that I find interesting around the game. And that's who I have found for today. Alexis Robinson, my friend who lives in Vegas, who's got quite a story that she's willing to share with us. So Alexis, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So thank you. We became fast friends in a car on a drive and travel from the Bahamas at Bahamar to the Gulf Coast Showcase, which is a couple of tournaments that you and I are involved in on the women's side. I mean, you do it on the men's side too, but um, our relationship uh, was was built in a car on a drive across the Everglades and we yeah. became fast friends. Yeah, I mean, I it was exciting because... I mean, obviously you're big in the women's basketball space. So it was cool to hear your story and hear more about things in the space that I didn't even know because I am newer to the space as far as women's hoops. So it was cool to get some insight as well as some history. So I appreciate that. Well, what I find always empowering for me is that new and young people want to get into our game in different spaces that I'm not as familiar with. And so we're both open listeners and learners, right? I mean, I'm sharing and you're sharing, and we're both benefiting from uh, ways that we can help improve the game. Um, so, you know, you've got a really interesting story before we dive into all the things that you're doing right now. I want you to share with uh, all of our listeners a little bit about your background and how you became interested in basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, so I come from a huge basketball family. Uh, my father, professional basketball player, my actually, all, I feel like all the men in my family, brothers, cousins, uncles, my dad, obviously all collegiate and professional basketball players in some capacity. Obviously, my uncles being um, kind of the bigger and more noticeable ones. Um, Come on, give it to us. Don't be shy. Tell yes. us who they are. So having uh, John Lucas in my family has definitely uh, been helpful. It's funny because most people probably think that he has been the most helpful um, in the basketball side. But to be honest, as a former tennis player, he's helped me out more, more so in that sport because a lot of people don't know that on top of being a former number one draft pick basketball player and coach, he was also a professional tennis player as well. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously his sons played as well. So we've just always had basketball in our family. And while I was at school playing tennis, but still being in the basketball space with my my cousin's brother, all of them still playing in college while I was playing tennis in college. I just kind of knew that I was going to somehow work in the space and it kind of just grew into what it, what it is now. And it's kind of, it's, it's exciting because his sons, I work with a lot. Um, when I'm doing college basketball events, I get to work with Jay who's coaching at Duke. And then I actually manage 
John, John, uh, John Lucas III, who's coaching with the Suns, I manage him and handle all of his business endeavors that he does outside of coaching with the Suns as well. So it's kind of reconnected us because we get to work together um, now that we're adults. Alexis, I, I quickly learned that you're a party of one. And even though you've got a lot of resources, you have a lot of energy. And you mentioned your Uncle John and those of us that have been in the basketball space long enough have either worked with him or have been coached by him in some lanky skills event that he has helped put together. And I've had the great pleasure of being around him multiple times in the gym and watching him work. And so when I found out that you as a college tennis player at Oklahoma was the niece to Uncle John, I was sort of like right away drawn into all the things that you might have been inspired or learned from him. Let's start with him first and then your cousins uh, and your dad. Um, what do you think is one of the great lessons that you have learned from Uncle John Lucas that has helped you become the party of one that you have become? Um, I would definitely, I would definitely say it's the, because a lot of people, and I honestly, I'm, I'm like enamored with how he's able to do it. The compartmentalization of having teammates to not having teammates, I could never do. I did play basketball. I actually had a couple of basketball offers um, for college, uh, but genuinely the reason why I wasn't a fan of playing basketball and didn't want to do it moving forward was because I didn't like having teammates. Like my headspace has always been kind of, I want to be accountable for my wins, but also accountable for my losses. And I think that part I definitely get from him. And I feel like it's funny when people come to me and tell me, you know, they did his camps or they've been coached by him or everything. They kind of get like that tough love part right. of him but that part um to me is like good because it taught me like I said the accountability for my wins and losses for my mistakes and for the good things that I do and things like that because you need that in tennis because it's only you out there so that is definitely where I think um all of his genius helped me the most mm -hmm. what about your dad you know, um, you say that, you know, being on a team was unique and different for you. Everything we ever talk about is about being on a team. But there are situations where, like you said, I mean, I say party of one just because you were fun, loving and easy. I didn't know about the headspace thing, honestly. So it's interesting that we sort of like we connected like I picked up on that. Yeah. Um, what about your dad? Tell us about your dad. Um, I would say, honestly, it would probably be because I'm a lot closer with I'm so much like my mom and it honestly it, he so he, sometimes he can't stand it because he's like you're just like your mother <laughs> but um I would say now it's just seeing how my dad is a stage four cancer survivor mm -hmm. so that part is like and it completely this was just recently like 2019 going into COVID uh he it was, uh, I'm going to probably not make it. It was when he, when he was sick, going through chemo, things were harder for him just in the sense where my dad's 610 hospital beds, like little things like that, um, were, were harder because he's just a bigger person, you know, that things that people don't necessarily think of all the time. Um, so he had, he was kind of defeated, uh, 
when he was in chemo and to see him beat that and you know it was very rare it was colon cancer which is the number one cancer killer of black men um you know that part of him is like it literally completely changed my life and my outlook on everything since then since he's beaten it i i genuinely just think i have a different sort of optimistic look on everything so i definitely take uh, our relationship now and what he's been able to battle and go through and beat than anything like lesson and anything growing up you know, we're entering into the Play for K week, and Kay Yao was my coach at NC State. I know you're aware oh, of all yeah. that and everything that, that takes place this week. And, and a lot of this week is about celebrating the survivors and celebrating families like yours, the caretakers along the way that have improved the quality of life of somebody that's battling. And obviously, your dad put up an incredible battle. And here you are celebrating, you know, and, and yeah. someone celebrating what he has been able to overcome and what it has allowed you to, to learn from. Isn't that sort of how we're supposed to frame some of this? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because I think definitely like my tenacity, my sort of way of thinking, my sternness, stuff like that, how I've always been, you know, like I said, kind of to myself and things, it's definitely shifted in the sense where even in the past couple of months, years, a lot of the people around me, they're like, wow, you're you're definitely more optimistic, softer, even just about the little things. And I'm like, once you have someone in your immediate family or you yourself or some someone that close to you that is that close to losing that battle and then beat it, it's like it literally changes your perspective on anything. And you realize that there's so many things that are so minute that that when it comes to the grand scheme of things in life that, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, anytime the word cancer is even like around me or someone, you know, someone who's battling it or going through it or anything like that, I I have so much sympathy, but also so much like uh, praise for them because just to see it firsthand, it's it's an incredible battle. So the people and the survivors, like they are deserving of all of the praise that they get, especially for, you know, celebrations like this, like this week and stuff like that. Amen to all of that. That is so true. Um, I, I want to take you back to something you said about your one man show and your sternness and your ability to create your own company. Like you're the CEO of your own brand and how you've helped others create their brand. You mentioned what you did with John John and, and I'm sure you helped Jay along the way as well. Tell us a little bit about your company and some of the things that you're doing and how you're helping advance the game. Oh uh, yeah. Um it started, like I said, when I was in school, I kind of had the feeling that I just like with tennis, I didn't want to go work for, you know, a big corporation and clock in and, and have a nine to five and Monday through Friday type of schedule and everything. I've literally just kind of always done my own thing. So I knew I had to figure out how I was going to be able to do that. So I just kind of utilized my network. It started with obviously my family. Um, and then back home with 
you know, Grant Rice, the coach at Gorman, Gary Charles, their tournaments, um, Las Vegas big time, Tarkanian Classic. So it was just helping out in the digital space with them. Um, I met, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey while I was in school. So I did his first trading card deal. Um, I had negotiated, you know, uh, a charity event for 87 and running his charity that he still has, um, things like that, like where I was just helping out the people in my network and mm -hmm. my network kind of, it was word of mouth of she can help us out, whether it be in the digital space, PR space advertising, anything like that. We just kind of know she knows how to connect her network, sports, and amplify the messaging in whatever capacity. And yeah, I've just been able to sustain that for 10 plus years. And it's it's led me to some really cool things. In my opinion, the coolest so far has been being on the social media team for the US Open um, for Serena's final tournament. That was um, oh, yeah. as, a, as a young tennis player, as a young black tennis player, um, to be a part of that team in her final tournament, that was literally the coolest thing ever. Um, so I, and then, you know, I'm working on another tennis project right now for a tournament that my mom grew up uh, taking, driving me to Palm Springs just to, you know, get a sense of the environment, telling me, you know, one day, you'll play here or something and you'll make a difference here. And now I'm uh, activating uh, one of the sponsor activation booths there and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to just see all the things that I, I was um, a fan of when I was younger and now being able to be a part of the process of putting it together. Um, so yeah, I just kind of, whenever someone needs me or, um, you know, Super Bowl's coming, to town uh, next week. And obviously a lot of people know that I still have somewhat of connection with Travis and his team and everything <laughs> like that. And, you know, obviously he's blown up um, significantly and, and things like that. So it's just trying to put together some of the pieces, whether it be, uh, um, you know, I'm helping out with some of his, uh, his guests with some influencer, activations and events and um um anything uh, you can break down and tell us like i mean like this is well, right thing, unfortunately unfortunately i don't think i can i get the real like yeah rundown of uh, th this is new so i think i think i was literally 21 yeah it was it, it was 10 years ago when I first started working with Travis. So, um, wow. It's, uh, and like, you know, he has a whole new team now he has a whole brand and obviously right. the personal life and all that stuff. So I haven't, um, seen him and the guys in this capacity yet. So, um, it's going to be very interesting. The last, like last year, we actually, um, I threw their Super Bowl uh, party uh, in Phoenix for them. Wow. Uh, it's a little bit different this year in Vegas because, you know, it's just a nightclub uh, town <laughs> here. So th it, there's no need as far as, you know, putting a whole event together. But still, even from 
last year's Super Bowl to this year, obviously his life and how he does things has changed tremendously. So uh, I don't even know in what capacity it's going to go and what I can even share, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I know it's got to be unbelievable. I mean, just to think about exactly what you just said, how far his ascent, he's on a straight, direct vertical. I mean, yeah. and it's, and, and he's delivering on the field too. So it's, you know, it's two pieces that go with it there. And it's quite phenomenal. I mean, that. I know it's, it's phenomenal. Crazy. It's crazy. We were, um, when we did do, we did a charity event for 87 and running in Cleveland. And I think it was, it was 2015 that we did it. And I remember it was, um, it was, uh, a time where I, I told him and all the guys, cause he has a team of guys that he's just always worked with and been around. Mm -hmm. And I sure. would tell him like, people you know the the fantasy players or what I'm not familiar with what it's called but you know the guys who play fantasy football and stuff like that ever since I started working with you I get some you know mean like comments when it comes to fantasy football and you and he was like yeah I mean he's like well I don't I don't get the ball uh that much anymore he's like but He's like, just wait on it. I'm going to get a quarterback who's going to throw me the ball. And then I think it was, you know, two, three years later, Pat Mahomes came in and wow. they're this this Hall of Fame duo. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said, Alexis, about your mom taking you to an event in Palm Springs, right? And, and showing you what you could become. Uh, a, a little black girl going to a tennis event at a very high end you know, uh, place, right? Yeah. Tennis, what would be considered, a lot of people consider it a luxury sport, right? Yeah. When when we know that it's not. Yeah. Um, the influence of Caitlin Clark and Juju Watkins and Paige Beckers and Alyssa Peely, uh, Cameron Brink, you know, all these players right now on the women's side in the college game, and we'll get to the W because I think it's the same question, right? It's the same thing. You know, how much do you see their personality and their brand having an impact on little girls that might be out in the driveway dribbling the basketball now or emulating Asia Wilson, you know, for the Vegas team or Caitlin Clark in their driveway somewhere in America? You know, what, what do you see coming? Like, can you forecast a little bit for us? I mean, I think it's so great. I think I was also talking the same guy one on Travis's team we were talking about it's a good thing that they didn't have NIL when we were in college uh because we probably would have abused it but <laughs> but we love that there that like I'm not one of those sore former college athletes that's like oh we should have had it you know I love that NIL is here now because the girls specifically are using NIL and college basketball to amplify their brands and their messaging. And I feel like that's helping more girls realize, okay, taking the, the, the next step in athletics is, is worth it, you know, cause there has to be some sort of, I mean, at least that's how I felt. I, I genuinely 
like, like I said, I liked playing alone. I didn't like having teammates and I didn't feel like there was a good sort of end goal when it came to basketball. So I was like, I'm going to go play tennis. At least I know, you know, if I decide I want to make money, I can do this, things like that. Like those choices weren't available for, for girls playing basketball. So Mm -hmm. I love that they're helping show that, you know, you can create a brand, you can make money, you can, you can do all the things that a a male athlete can do. And they're just amplifying the message, um, which I feel like is necessary because I, I, I don't think that girls had that, you know, I don't think they saw it as much. I think I I saw something um, about Cheryl Swoops the other day, and there was um, people who were unfamiliar with who she was and like her impact on the game. And it's like, you know, it's unfortunate because I, you know, I know who Cheryl Swoops is. I know her impact of the game. Um, and it's unfortunate that a lot of the younger girls don't, but if it takes them now finally picking up on the sport with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and all them, at least they are, you know, so that's, that's how I see it. I agree with that. I didn't mean to exclude Angel. Of course, Angel's NIL and her money. I mean, she's, she's huge. Um, so to put a kind of a button on this, because I want people to know the full breadth of all the things that you do. I mean, I know you represent and you you have a creative side of you that you use through your research to help brand. You use your creativity in other ways. You have a lot of research that you're doing to be able to create. I think, you know, people just think you just come up with an idea and like, boom, it happens. There's there's quite a bit of depth that comes with putting a brand together or helping somebody put their brand together. What would you say are a couple of things that, you know, from an educational standpoint that you would teach about branding or something about social media or something about creativity. Authenticity I know is important, but what else do you have that would help somebody who's listening? Um, I think definitely would just be listening and paying attention to you know the athlete and sort of picking up on their interests and what exactly they would be good at selling and or marketing or things like that. That's where I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people who do what I do or some agents or, you know, marketers for athletes and things like that. Sometimes I feel like they're just like, you know, they look at a number a following number or, and say, this person can sell this. And it's, and it's like, sometimes it's not, it's not that simple. You know, you have to dive deep to see if this, you know, athlete likes this product because that will, that translates, you know, I, I genuinely feel that way. Lexi Brown is a huge example. She's so, she's one, she's, in, she's very intelligent. I mean, she went to Duke, so, you know, she's very intelligent. She's, she's a very good speaker. Um, she's creative, things like that outside of basketball. So it's, so now it's getting her to do those things and because she's already good at it and it's easier for her to sell a brand or to market a product when we know she likes it and when we know it's not just about the dollar amount or the 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 follower account or anything like that when it's about the actual connection when it comes to brand product 
and the influencer slash athlete, then we know it's like, okay, we know she's going to make this product sell because she genuinely sits here, uses it, enjoys it, and wants to help sell it. So I think, you know, it's things like that. Like I'll, I'll ask Lexi probably like once a month, what are you doing this month? What are you into? Where, where do you want to go? And where are you already going? Because if there's something, you know, she was just in New York for um, the women's uh, basketball uh, uh, documentary that just came out, things like that. I'm like, okay, is there anything in New York that you want to do? Stuff like that. Um, because that is what connecting a, an athlete to a brand is all about in my in my eyes <laughs> well in your experience you have certainly helped out a lot of people and you are always welcome anytime on our platform to come and share anything that you think can help advance the game help somebody's own personal brand uh help your business uh, anything that would be a positive we are all about alexis because i think you're really cool and i, I think you know, I'm glad that we're friends, that you've been able to help educate me on a few things. And I, I hope that we continue to keep reaching for others to help because yeah. I, I know it's something you care about. Absolutely. Final four, maybe. Yes, I'll see you in Cleveland for sure. I even have, uh, I'm trying to throw or help throw a final four event at one of Travis's spots in Cleveland, his hometown, and he has a bunch of event venues. So we're we're actually trying to make that happen. So I will once you that know I'm in. I'll bring, <laughs> I will I can, come, I can come with my little posse and my little peeps. Yes. So I can just come <laughs> absolutely. No, you can bring whoever. So I will absolutely keep you updated on that. I, I look forward to it, Alexis. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And enjoy Vegas. Enjoy the Super Bowl and enjoy whatever super secret stuff you got going on with Travis Kelsey. That's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.